0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Big Freaking Health Coach Podcast. I'm Big Freaking Neil, and I'm joined, of course, as always, by my business partner, Buddy Brain Twin, Health Coach Kane. What's up, big guy? What's up, man? What's new?
1: Oh, you know, um... Not not a lot, honestly. <laughs> pretty pretty standard week. <laughs> yep. It's uh starting to get a little bit nice out
0: sometimes. Occasionally, yeah. It'll be like uh 60 degrees for a day and then like 40 the next day and, and torrentially uh pouring rain. Yeah. So a yeah, lot of inconsistency.
1: The best is just when you're like, oh, look, it's going to be sunny. And then it's like, just kidding. It's going to like hail for 10 minutes and then just rain.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> actually going to rain for the next 12 days. Uh, and then you might see some more sun. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's like a, for
1: every one hour of sun, you get one day of rain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the uh, the Seattle trade off right there. Yeah. Oh, man, Uh, what are we talking about today, dude?
1: Today, we are talking about motivators for when you're stuck in a plateau.
0: Motivators. Motivators. This is, uh, we get this question all the time, whenever we ask for Q&A questions. Yep. And it, it crops up a lot with clients, I know for me too. Um, yeah. Like just staying motivated and how to stay motivated when it feels like you're not making progress. So yeah, I think that's a pretty solid relevant topic for a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I start? think, uh,
1: I think one important thing to start with is you're not crazy. Sometimes you're not making progress. Yeah. Like it's, it's part of the journey. There's parts where you just have to grind for a little while. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll get into different ways to, to keep focused on that in a second, but don't feel bad about feeling like you're not getting anywhere today. Like it's okay. We're we're all there at some point and repeatedly.
0: Absolutely, man. So I will, uh, I will tell a brief story to sort of, share my own experience with this most recently. Um, so lately I've been having just random, uh, stupid stomach issues, as you know, as I've told you, Mm -hmm. and this is of course happening right at the peak of off season when the goal is to put on weight, uh, which is not entirely possible when you have (laughs) recurring stomach issues. Nope. So, I know for myself when something like this happens and the plan gets a wrench thrown in it, I have a tendency to just sort of get really, really down and sad and like feel like it's all kind of pointless and just get really bummed out and annoyed and irritated and generally in a bad mood. Uh, what I personally have done, which is also, Uh, go figure, help the stomach issues is sort of take a couple steps back so that I can take a few steps forward. So basically uh, lower food intake a little bit, which will also help just like bring your sensitivity back up, uh, lose a little body fat, which is never a bad thing when you're, when you're bulking hard. Um, And then gradually, once I'm feeling better, start to increase food again. And that's actually worked really well. And now I'm feeling a lot better about it. Is that sort of your experience as well when you hit periods like that? Um, yeah, there
1: there is a, a very sudden onset of a feeling of like, all right, then what's the point? Yeah. You know, like um, th- this past year, especially I struggled a lot with making any kind of progress in any direction. Because, I mean, You know how this has been like for for you listeners. Being a trainer this last year has been just constant, nonstop changes to how you do everything. Been a journey Um, for sure, yeah. And like just the the scheduling aspect, so that we can still help our clients make some progress. Yeah. For every two hours, I'm in the I'm training someone. I'm in the car for 45 minutes. Yes. Like that's pretty much the trade-off. So yeah. my days are twice as long as they usually are uh-huh. for half the amount of training sessions. That's all time that I'm in the car on the other half of the day. So like, it's not like yeah. my training has been getting any better. Yeah. So I get a day when I have some free time and I could do an extra long training session instead of the 20 minute, let's just keep things tight kind of thing that I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but why, why even bother? You're going to have to do 20 minutes the other four days of this week. Anyway. Yeah. Like, some yeah. of it's running, some of it's lifting. You're getting in, when you can get in. Yeah. I bother spending
0: the extra time. It's so easy <laughs> to go that, that one step to like, uh, what is the point of doing anything? <laughs> it's, it's, it's really easy to make that switch for sure. Yeah.
1: And, and the thing that keeps me doing something on the days I want to do nothing yeah. is really narrowing it down to one thing that I want to improve on. Yeah. That's it. And it, it can be as small as you want to make it. Like I did three sets of eight on this bench press yeah. last week. I'm going to do two sets of eight and one set of nine today with the same weight. Yeah. Boom. Progress did something yeah. better. Yes. Um, I am totally beat and don't want to go to the gym at all. I will do one exercise. And if I'm done with that exercise and I'm like, seriously, screw this. I don't want to be here at all. Uh-huh. Great. You can go home.
0: Let's go home.
1: Yeah. Just go home. But almost every single time that I do that, I get there. I do my one exercise and I'm like, you know what? I feel a little better than when I came in. I'm already here. Let's just get it done. Yeah. And then you do five more <laughs> without really thinking about it. You do five more, and you're like, "Oh, well, it's only even been 45 minutes. I can squeeze in an extra." Like, yeah. just just getting started and doing something. Make your goal smaller
0: for yeah. the day. Um, yeah, man. I think that's that's huge. Like, it's it's a concentrate off because I think there's a lot of value to making big goals because it forces big action and when you fall short of your goals, which we all do, you will be further along than if you had made small goals. But I think it's also important to have that sort of, uh, bigger overlying goal, but then also micro goals on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Because otherwise it's, it's just overwhelming and it's really easy to get discouraged and then do nothing and then make no progress towards your, your larger goal.
1: Right.
0: And it, and it is,
1: logically correct to look at your gigantic goal and go, whoa, just today's workout in isolation. That doesn't matter. Yeah. That's not going to make or break it. And you're right. One workout isn't going to do it for you. But if you think that about a bunch
0: of workouts, that's going to be a problem. Yes. 100%, 100%. (laughs) 100%. So when a client comes to you with this question, uh, Is that typically where you start with them is telling them to focus more on the small day-to-day stuff?
1: Um, First, I have them focus on the positives because even if you are in a plateau, you've done good work to get there. Yeah. Okay. Let's say you haven't made any notable progress in even like a month. Yeah. The three, four, five, six months before that, this is what you've done. Yeah. So even if... Let's say hypothetically, which will not happen, but let's say this is as far as you ever get. Uh You are five months further, and five months of progress ahead of where you started. So you have done something good already. So let's look at, and then you break down specifics on things that they've been doing well recently. Look, your frequency has increased. Your recovery has gotten better. You're lifting more weight in this. Um, This pair of jeans fits better. You told me, like, Uh just because the metric you're looking at isn't improving doesn't mean that others aren't so you got to open your scope a little bit to see what you are doing well at and give your give yourself credit for it and then yes absolutely it's like okay so maybe we're just spread a little too thin if you could only improve one thing what do you think you are most likely to dedicate yourself to yeah not even like it might not even serve your overall goal like if you're let's say your goal is fat loss you want to lose 40 pounds to take you some time. There's going to be a chunk of that somewhere where you're not going to lose anything. Uh-huh. That's just how it happens. It's not linear like that. Yeah. So for this month, let's say you just want to squat more. Don't worry about weight loss for this month. You know what? We're going to work some big muscle groups. What's one thing that you would be excited to show up and try to do for this month, whether it's related to your goal or not?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I also find that switching gears like that to different goals usually ends up contributing to the original goal in ways you might not expect. Um, A good example of that would be like if a client is, like you said, focused on fat loss and they're stuck in this plateau, and then you go, okay, for the next 12 weeks or whatever it is, we are going to do a short miniature a lean bulk where we try to add some muscle tissue, bring your calories back up to maintenance. And then maybe even a very, very small calorie surplus, just focus on getting stronger, building some muscle. And usually at the end of that, a couple things have happened. Their metabolism has revved up uh, in response to the extra food. They've added muscle tissue, which will also increase their metabolic rate by default. So then when they go back to their fat loss goal, they don't have to drop their calories as low. They're going to see faster results, at least in the beginning. Um, so yeah, even though it's completely different, almost opposite goal, it ends up helping the original goal long-term. It's also a very good mental
1: break. Yeah. Like, cause the fat loss being the most common goal out there. Mm-hmm you take six months and all you're doing is thinking about what you can't have, yeah. I'm always in a deficit, always in a deficit. Can't eat that. Can't eat that. Got to be careful. Purr, 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 purr. Yeah. Flip the script for a month or three and be like, okay, I can have that thing. I got more calorie room now and I just have to go and I'm going to use that energy to lift extra hard next time I'm in the gym. Yeah. Seems opposite, but for brief spells within the greater goal and the greater program, yeah, you can make that fit in. It can give you the rest you need, and it can unstick you.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, man, absolutely. I think uh, that's a really good option for someone who's plateaued in fat loss. Um, even just like mixing up your nutrition program too can be a good way to bust through a plateau, like. Um, I've found anecdotally, there's not a whole lot of necessarily studies and research to, uh, to, to, pull from on this, but anecdotally, I found that if a client is plateaued in terms of fat loss, giving them something that's more of like a carb cycle or calorie cycle nutrition <laughs> program can sometimes help break through that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you can kind of correlate it to their, their workload throughout the week. So like if, if you can give them a higher calorie day, higher carb day for their, their bigger workout days and then bring their calories down even lower than they were before for their, their, their days when they're not expending as much energy. um, I don't know. I found anecdotally that can sometimes help too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that, that just changing it up can help you get unstuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oh man, I had a really good point I was going to make, but then I got drawn in by carb cycling. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Oh, for, uh, for strength goals, like yeah. people who are like, all right, I'm not getting any stronger." There's, there's times when I'll take people who are just grinding away. And if, if they don't want to literally just back off, for a little bit and get a little extra recovery. Cause you know, you have those clients sometimes that are kind of, you have to slow down, you know? And they just, it seems like regression to them. Yeah. That's fine. What we'll do instead is work on power development for a month Mm. and like, all right, yeah, the load's lighter but you're gonna move it as fast as you can. Yeah. And they'll crank out lighter, but much faster reps for a month. They'll fire all those kinetic chains a lot harder, a lot more type 2A muscle fiber recruitment, stuff like that. Um, and when they get back to lifting heavier stuff, it feels a little bit better and a little bit different. And sometimes cleaning up those, those movement systems. Yeah can really help them get unstuck too. So for you guys who are trying to build some strength and you feel like you're beating head against, your head against the wall and you also refuse to just make it lighter for a month or two, yeah, um, that's one way that you can still feel like you have the
0: same intensity, mm-hmm. but you're getting a little bit of a break in a different way. Absolutely, man. So let's sort of bring this home and consolidate it into some bullet points for people basically the underlying theme of what we've just laid out is that you need to do something different than you have. Yes. So if you're plateaued, whether it's fat loss, strength, building muscle, whatever it is, continuing to do what you're doing that has gotten you to the plateau is not the answer. You need to at least do something different. Is it, it's possible that if you kept grinding and hitting your head against the wall, that you might make some marginal progress but that's not going to be optimal and it's really going to suck mentally to to, to keep doing that.
1: going to wreck the amount of discipline that you have in a day. For sure. You will have to use 100% willpower and I don't care how dedicated you are. That runs out at some point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. So step one, uh, mix it up, do something different. Uh, And that can be either different goal
1: or smaller goal.
0: Yeah. Yes. Um, different goal, smaller goal, slightly different type of, of program towards mm-hmm. the same goal. Um, yeah. I mean, that's really the big
1: thing. You, you got to change it up and do something different. Yeah. Um, give yourself credit for what you've done already mm-hmm. and then change what you're doing somehow. Yeah. Whether that's smaller yeah. goal, different goal or different approach to the same goal like your nutrition changes. Mm-hmm. Um, there has to be a difference.
0: That's a, a really important point to reiterate too, is that you, you need to acknowledge that what you've done so far has been a success because it's really easy to feel like mixing things up. It's really easy to view that as a loss and a defeat that you uh, like, Oh, for some reason you failed at this first thing. So now we're going to try something different. No, it worked for a long time. And everybody with any type of program is going to get to a point where they need to mix things up. That's, that's normal. You're, you're not any worse than me or you or anyone else because you need to do that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, mix things up. Uh, what else can we drive home for people on this?
1: I think, I think that's pretty much it. It's it's a long thing. What you're experiencing is required. Yeah. Like it's not abnormal. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. Yeah. It's just part of the journey. Your body is one giant homeostasis machine. It wants you to stay right where you are with as little work as possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is the minimum duration is somebody should do something different before they might try going back to what they were doing before?
1: I would say four weeks. Yeah. At, at a minimum. Thank you got to get well and good off of what you were doing previously. Yeah. Uh, if you think you can just switch it up for a week and it's going to make a significant difference, you're kidding yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if, if you are actually temporarily switching goals, like to a, for example, the example that I, uh, that I gave of, of transitioning to more of a muscle building goal, mm-hmm. um, then extend that triple that. Yeah because you're not going to actually build a substantial amount of muscle. That's going to change your metabolic rate. in in four weeks, it just no. doesn't happen that fast. So if, I would say that
1: if you're switching to a goal where you're trying to build something three months, yeah. if you're switching to a different version of a goal where you're trying to lose something one month.
0: Yeah. I think that's reasonable. Totally. Um, Cool, man. I mean, honestly, I, as simple as it seems that I think that really pretty much covers it. Yeah, you just need to do so. something different than you've been doing. You need to stick with that different thing for long enough for it to actually make a difference. Yeah. So if you're like, you just said, if it's fat loss one month, if you're trying to build something, whether it's muscle strength, whatever, three months, um, and then just revisit it when you get there. If if you feel like you've sort of maximized that change and you can go back to what you're doing and see more, more benefit then do that. Um, if you need more of a break from what you're doing before and what you're doing now is working and, and you like the result, then there's no reason not to keep doing that as well. Yeah. There, there's also no reason you have
1: to stick to your original goal. Yeah. If so you were losing fat and now you're building muscle for a few months and you're like, Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Extend it. Yes. It's your body. It's your time. It's your goals. Like no, one's going to be like, but I thought you were trying to lose weight and you're like, yeah, well I can pull 500 pounds now. So that's pretty cool too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: yeah, Yeah. And don't, don't get stuck in the trap of feeling like you're giving up on your original goal because six months down the line, when you have all this added muscle tissue and all this strength and you, you decide you want to lose some fat again, it's going to be a a much easier progress and you're going to have more muscle and more muscle definition to show for it as your body fat percentage gets lower. So it's not a, you're not giving up. It's not a defeat. It's not a loss. You're just adapting and switching things up as needed. Just like we've been doing for the last year with our, with our training businesses, you know, if something is no longer working, it would be stupid for us to drive to the gym when it's closed, and meet our clients there and sit in our cars and stare at the the closed door eight hours a day, that, that would be unproductive. So the yeah, same thing applies to your program.
1: Look through the window and imagine you're doing deadlifts.
0: <laughs> just really think <laughs> hard about doing your deadlifts today. See, like that,
1: that's that's another important thing uh, when it comes to plateaus and timelines is the the biggest feeling while you're in a plateau is that the clock is running down. Yeah. And there's no clock. No, nope. it's not there. And wow. God, that was years ago. But I, I was telling a client that I'm like, you're, you're not playing against a clock that doesn't exist, man. Like, yeah. and he said, um, yeah, but life's so short. Mm. And I was like, okay, great. But it's also literally the longest thing you'll ever do.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So we we all have, yourself. we all have so much time to pursue whatever goal we want to. So yeah, there's like you said, there's no giant clock in the sky ticking down. Uh, And if, if it is, it's ticking very, very slowly and you have lots of time. (laughs) So don't sweat it.
1: So treat, treat your plateaus like an umpire in the MLB. Are they annoying? Often? Yes. But they're part of the field. They're part of the game. Yeah. You can't avoid them. So, Just deal with them the best you can. Yep, hundred percent. Cool, man. Do you have anything to add to that? I think that was that was pretty thorough. I
0: think that covers <laughs> the simplicity of the idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that covers it too. Um, and I think it's good to sort of keep this bite-sized for people so that uh, you know they can listen to it and then immediately have a solution to sort of get them out of their slump. Um, yeah. yeah. Just do something different. Just mix it up.
1: Cool, man. Well, that's, that's all we have to add about that. You can send us some email or some messages. Tell us about the plateaus you've experienced, what you've done to get out of them. We'd love to be able to share more success stories about that with our clients and frankly ourselves. So,
0: (laughs) and if you you need help figuring out what to change, uh, we're definitely open to helping you out too. So,
1: absolutely. So, that's Big Freakin' Neil. I'm Health Coach Kane. This was the Big Freaking Health Coach Podcast. And we are out for this week. We are out! So, like, share, comment, and we'll see you guys next week. See
0: you next week, guys.